0: Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast, New Zealand's premier motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. My name is Ray here and flying solo for this episode, but also later on in the show, bringing you Jock McLaughlin's thoughts on the demise of the Suzuki DR650. Now, it should be said that as of the time of recording this episode, the DR650 is still alive and well. There's plenty of stock across the country and they are a brilliant bike. As we'll find out in Jock's story, its days could well be numbered. I had the pleasure of riding a DR650 recently and created a video which you may have seen across social media. It was called 10 Things You Can Do with Your DR650. If you haven't seen it, check it out on Facebook or search on YouTube for the Kiwi Rider channel. It's a bit of a laugh and shows off just how versatile this bike is. It's a little bit country in the big city, it's capable, it's versatile. In fact, while I had it, I had the chance to thrash it around the city streets, and with some minor modifications, it would make it an absolutely brilliant motard. Just one of many uses for the Suzuki DR650. Another thing I think is interesting is bikes like the Yamaha Tenere 700 are incredibly popular at the moment, and they don't have much in the way of electronics. This is probably their allure, just enough to keep them legal. I mean, sure, the T7 has switchable ABS, meaning it will still be a legal street machine uh, Came April 2021, and that CP2 engine is a peach, inline twin with cross-plane crank versus the, in comparison, agricultural single banger of the DR, but I still love the old DR for its simplicity. It's a shame that Suzuki don't update it, give it fuel injection and maybe switchable ABS, but I guess that would completely change the character of the bike, not to mention likely cost a bomb. Anyway, without further ado, here is what Jock McLaughlin had to say when I asked him a few months ago about the demise of the mighty Dog Router. RIP Suzuki DR650. The Suzuki DR650 has been around since 1990, an electric start was fitted a year later and has only had minor updates, few and far between, ever since. This bike has stood the test of time, it is, or was, a mid-sized, practical and versatile trail bike for the masses. Loyal followers include trail riders, commuters, explorers, tourers, both nationally and internationally and everyone in between. Riders that just generally love to get out and about. Much of that love stems from its basic low-tech and bulletproof design, not to mention its increasingly budget price as the years have rolled on. With a simple Ear oil, called engine and design that copes well with the occasional not-so-rubber-side-down moment, it truly infected the hearts with love of many followers. And now, sadly, is going to be killed off by well-meaning, but ultimately incredibly stupid bureaucrats. Welcome to 2020. The fact is, they deemed it necessary for the mighty old dog router to be fitted with ABS, and that meant continued production was no longer financially viable. I have a love-hate and love-to-hate relationship with ABS, on quick road bikes quality ABS is a great thing, that's the love part. The hate ABS bit is I want to be able to switch it off and on instantly at the press of a button. Okay. It can have a warning light to show it's turned off, but I hate the scroll through menu find bike setup, close the throttle etc bullshit required to turn it off and I detest a bike that defaults to ABS on as soon as you switch the key off, which is pretty much all of them. The love to hate ABS is when it comes to off-road going bikes. I'll accept it can work quite well on hard-packed gravel, but sand, mud, other loose surfaces, it is hopeless to the point of being dangerous, end of story. So why has ABS become mandatory on the DR650 and in turn, killed it off. Because shiny ass minded PC bureaucrats can't ride and don't know what they're talking about when they're making rules. And also, with an average single front disc brake, the DR is unlikely to lock the front on the road anyway. And on a wet road, you should be even more careful unless you want a Darwin Award. But what about the rear brake, you ask? well it has excellent feel it's not grabby at all so that's not an issue the fact is on all bikes if you're riding way too fast like an idiot abs is not going to save you where it is helpful on the road is mitigating the effects of a surprise lockup from either a panic brake application or low traction services but only if you're going a little too fast so in my opinion for the style of machine the dr650 is it never needed abs My first encounter with the DR650 was not particularly auspicious. After a brief ride many years ago, I deemed it a giant yawn. It was heavy, underpowered, with very soft suspension, and generally failed to excite. Who'd have thought years later I'd purchase a new one and truly enjoy riding it? I guess you live and learn, right? The first ride was way back when I was still wearing my racers hat, and it didn't measure up to my regular diet of XR600s but I was judging it as a race bike and not a trail bike. Two very different things. My DR was used for generally relaxed back road exploring near my farm in North Upper, but it also took a lap of the South Island. For all this, it was ideal. It has a very smooth power delivery, a reasonably comfortable riding position that is upright, relaxed and roomy. The handling was nimble in a relaxed way, and compared to a multi-cylinder adventure bike it is substantially smaller and lighter. The only real downside was long days in the saddle were an ass killer. From new I made a few minor modifications to suit my needs that could be of interest to current owners. While chatting to Barry Higginson at his bike shop in Palmerston North, I spotted a Vstrom 650 screen in the bin from a crashed bike that they were repairing. It only had a slight scratch and he gave it to me. I mounted it over the standard headlight, surrounded with a couple of rubber supports Surprisingly, it looked pretty good and worked amazingly well to keep the wind blast completely off my upper body. Apart from that, I put some fork spring spacers in and much heavier oil which sorted the front end well. Then I revalved the shock with a heat more compression shim so it balanced with the firmer front forks. It could now cope happily with a small jump. The fork collapse under brakes was gone and it tracked much more confidently in general. Finally I opened up the airbox and rejetted it looking for a bit more grunt in the top end. This achieved approximately nothing except burning more gas. However, perhaps I was a little quicker up top. The brother-in-law saw 171 km per hour on the clock. It was a crystal clear South Island morning. The Suzuki was fully laden and admittedly heading downhill reasonably steeply with only a modest gale force tail wind. This was a record for my DR, and I could well be wrong, but I believe it was a very solid result from a largely standard DR650. So there you have it, the Suzuki DR650 is being unnecessarily killed off by wanker types with clipboards demanding ABS, and surprisingly, not COVID-19. It's a sad day for motorcycling. While it was not the most exciting machine on the planet, it was a solid-performing, extremely well-priced, reliable, and generally very capable machine. It was well-liked, even loved in some cases, and will be missed. RIP Suzuki DR650, 1990-2021 However, there could be some good news on the horizon. Rumor has it, Suzuki has a replacement in the pipeline. Thanks very much John McLaughlin for those thoughts on the Dog Router, the Suzuki DR650, brilliant bike, and if I had the coin on me right now, I'd have one in the garage full time. This has been Kiwi Writer Podcast. Thank you very much for listening and sticking with us. If we'd love to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent. Give us your feedback. You can email us podcast at kiwirider.co.nz. Leave a comment on this episode, whatever platform you are listening to us on now. And if you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with a writing buddy of yours, if we can spread the word, we can justify making this podcast to the penny pinchers. So we'd love you if you'd help us out with that. Don't forget to check out Kiwi Writer Magazine as well. If you go to kiwiwriter.co.nz and hit that subscribe button, you'll get a free magazine twice a month in your inbox and we're not going to fill your inbox with spam so do that head to kibirider.co.nz fill in the subscription box and we'll send you that magazine absolutely free for you twice a month my name's Ray Heron keep the upside down throttle on and we'll catch you in seven days time